0: Hello there, welcome to episode 33 of the AI Comic Pod. I am Stu, and with me as always is Rory. How are you doing this fine evening?
1: I am good. happy to be back and doing this a little bit more regularly. It's been a couple of weeks, but we're, we're back again.
0: Yeah, we don't be offended, people, but we do just keep forgetting. We seem to just keep remembering on like a Sunday night. Hang on, shit, we're supposed to be recording. <laughs> so anyone who's been on will know we are consummate professionals, with buckets of preparation, tons of research, and if it at all sounds like we're making it up as we go along, that's because that's the way we want to be perceived. We want to be seen as being really casual.
1: Yeah, it's, it's essentially that's it. We're going for the, the, the casual look.
0: Because you know. making an effort's not cool, is it? And we just want everyone to think that we're really cool. Yeah. But that, that's all
1: it is. Yeah, that's why we did this in the first place. It was oh, to, yeah, you know, it, fame, it, money. Chicks. Chicks. No, I mean actual chicks, like
0: chickens. Oh, okay. Chicken nuggets and stuff.
1: Fried fried chicken,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Right. We didn't want to talk (laughs) about fried chicken, but you know how these things go. What we're going to do tonight is we're going to do something a little bit different. We want to look at DC Comics as a whole, the whole enterprise, the comics, the TV, and the movies. And we've titled this one The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It's pretty well known. I'm I'm the resident DC fanboy. I grew up reading DC, watching DC. They've had a, how should we say, they've had a, a bit of a, a checkered past. They've had some spectacular failures. They've had some monumental successes. And then there's been a lot of stuff that's occupied that really tepid gray area in the middle. So what we want to do is is go through some of the different properties they've got. And split them off into those three areas. We'll talk the good, we'll talk the bad, and then we'll vomit violently at the ugly. And I can guarantee now that most of you already know what the lead thing is going to be when we start talking about ugly. But let's start off on a happy note for once, rather than being miserable bastards. I wanted to start off the good with the bread and butter of DC Comics, which is, shock horror, the comics. There's, I think it started last July was DC Rebirth. And a lot of people thought that this was a reboot, but it wasn't a reboot. They went to great lengths with the likes of Jeff Johns to tell people it's not a reboot. It's a correction. The new fifty two was a complete reboot. They they rewrote the the stories of a lot of people. They retconned a lot of the the history and they fucked up a lot of the characters. They really, really ruined a lot of really, really beloved characters. So the Rebirth was actually an effort to correct those mistakes and bring back a lot of the things that they'd taken out. Now, I know you've, you've not read any of these. I, I subscribe no. to an absolute fuckload of them, and so does Joey. And he and I talk about them a couple of times a week because we read a lot of them, um, a lot of the same titles, so we've always got things to bounce off each other. Yeah, I mean it's well that,
1: known. It's well known that DC as a comic base was always full of the better characters. Do you know what I mean? They they always had the upper hand in that regard.
0: Well, they've um, got the big one, haven't they? Whether I like yeah. him or not, and I have got back into him. They've got Superman, and Superman is nah, the, the, the big superhero. Nah, yeah, but yeah, su- yeah, Superman is the like the number
1: but, one. I, yeah, but not for popularity. Surely, Batman is uh, and has always been the one that everyone goes to. In- in terms of comics, film, you know, know. merchandise. No, maybe, maybe for
0: so. maybe for film, but I think you'd be surprised how popular and certainly how accessible Superman is. With him being quite colourful and not as dark as as Batman is, you know. Both he's, being,
1: he's dull though, isn't he? I mean, that's the thing with Superman. He,
0: he is a bit He is a yeah. bit, and that's why I went off him because I've said time and time again, he's the easiest character to write for because he can do everything. And he's got one minor weakness, which isn't that big a deal. But I've actually now subscribed to a couple of Superman titles because what they've done in Rebirth is brilliant, where it, it's they, they've they made a lot of mistakes with Superman in the new 52. But since the, uh, the Rebirth started, they are absolutely killing Marvel on comic sales. They are outselling them almost every week or every fortnight or every month, however a certain title is out. And Marvel are actually having a lot of problems. You know that they're they're killing the films. They're making billions and billions on the well, in, in the cinema.
1: Yeah,
0: and is isn't, I think isn't that's, that
1: what they? I mean, that's what Disney care about, obviously. Basically, but... yeah, Disney
0: don't care about you know 20, 30 page comics going out once or twice a month. They care no. about can we get two or three films out every year that are going to make us what two two and a half billion collectively. And then the merchandise yeah, and the rides. and That's
1: and, what makes money, man. I mean, you know, as much as... And, and comics is comics is the form that... It's obviously the original form. It's the print or, well, obviously media these days in terms of electronic comics and stuff. But it's what the purists enjoy, you know? Yes. Um, but that's not to say it's... You know, modern age is, isn't always about... <laughs> not reading or absorbing in that fashion. It, well no, it's it's about money. you know film film is huge as well though, isn't it? I mean film is film and T V is what most people, you know, subscribe their lives towards anyway, do you know what I mean? So it's it's tricky to say, you know, Marvel or, as much as they've been failing on the comic front, overly are concerned about that. I don't think doesn't it? It's almost a swung to roundabouts thing, isn't it?
0: It they, it? they kind of it, is, but it, it's very much like um, it's like football, you know, these things work in cycles because while while DC was struggling with the new 52, Marvel was killing it. Yeah. Uh, so now while DC are, are, are making serious money, Marvel are struggling. But supposedly there was a rumor came out today that Marvel are planning on doing a rebirth-like event to on a lot of their problems. Because it hasn't gone down well that Steve Rogers isn't Captain America, Tony Stark isn't Iron Man, Thor isn't Thor they they've started yeah, to become a lot more a diverse history. and yeah. the the classic avengers don't not so much that they don't exist but it isn't who you expect it to be whereas dc have now gone back to the classic justice league batman's i think you, Woman, you stick Aquaman, with your big
1: hitters don't you you know you have to. I
0: mean... and and yes some of these characters have been around for 60 70 80 years well that's their job they they've got to find a way to make a guy that was first written in 1940 new and exciting and relevant. So that I, I that for me that as a as a comic reader and as somebody who got the bug back again last year, I've been loving getting you know, I get a parcel off Forbidden Planet like pretty much every week with my latest bits in because they all get drip fed throughout the month. And it's great I've got the I've got the fever, I've got the excitement back. Um another area that, that DC have really killed it and we've spoken about it before. Has been the animated movies, which again is another area that Marvel hasn't really done. Marvel they don't,
1: they don't really get involved in that. That's all in the slightest. I'd say not.
0: Not. They're often. all they're all childish or, or yeah. childlike. They're all aimed at you know probably the under tens. There's no blood. There's no real violence. It, it's your classic Avengers, but without any real grit and determination. Whereas DC, the TV shows are
1: terrible. I'll be honest, the TV shows, anything produced on telly in Marvel form of of that nature, you know, animated is just awful. Yeah, I tried
0: watching one of them, Avengers Assemble, and I think I managed maybe six or seven episodes, and I had to give up because it was so saccharine and cheesy. And
1: it's not done by the same. It doesn't have any links to anyone who's. Good in terms no,
0: of it, it is it, it's um, it's completely removed. Whereas DC's animated arm is very much under the DC extended universe. It still involves a lot of the same writers and a lot of the same people, and they're covering things like the the most recent one, Justice League Dark, is all about the occult. So it's got Swamp Thing, Constantine, who was in his oh, own show, cool. and Arrow, Zatanna, who's a long time Justice League member, so uh, the daughter of a, another magician. Um, dead man who's a brilliant character who's dead and he can inhabit other people's bodies. So it's a cult, it's weird, it's really dark. They yeah, had I The like Killing Joke. Like yeah, they, yeah check it out. They had um Under the Red Hood. So you're dealing with a lot more dark themes and they're doing well. The fact that they were able to release The Killing Joke, which would normally be straight to disc, and they were able to put it out in cinemas and actually well, yeah, made a good cinema, amount of but money. cinema, then
1: straight to download, didn't it? It was quite clever, actually. So they it did a mini-release of the cinema, and then obviously... They,
0: and it, it did um, well. A lot of those showings, certainly in the UK, sold out. And I think they've proven now, in the same way that Deadpool proved you can make money off an R-rated film, that's shown that if given the right story, you can release an animated comic movie and make money off it, rather than just relying off digital sales or... You know, the story is medium. the key
1: in all of it though, isn't it? I mean, um, that's, yeah. you know, you couldn't, I think without being the Joker in that guys and that form. And, um, was it Mark Hamill again who voiced it? Yeah. It, it, it was yeah. the
0: return of the, of the, the classic Joe. It was, it, it was both of them had said Mark Hamill and, uh, Kevin Conroy had both said, cause they'd stopped doing the voices. I think I said to you, yeah. Jason Mara, who's now the, the new director on agents of shield. He voices Batman in a lot of the, the new movies, but Kevin Conroy said, if there's anything that'll get me out of retirement, and in inverted commas, it's the killing joke. And Mark Hamill said, yeah, if I'm ever going to do the Joker one more time, it's got to be for the killing joke. There's pretty much nothing else that they would have signed on for because it is regarded as being the best Batman story ever. Yeah. And and so the, the, the animated side of things has been brilliant. And I urge anyone who's interested in them to go back... And, and watch them start right back in ninety three with Mask of the Phantasm, which was uh, an extended version from uh, Batman: The Animated Series. It, it carried on from that, and they, they've had probably twenty five to thirty animated films. A lot of them centre around the same people. A lot of them are either Batman, Superman, or the Justice League. But as you said, you stick with your heavy hitters. You know, you, you stick with the ones that are on t shirts and pencil cases. And, you know, everyone knows all those people. Everyone knows who Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman are. If they were to start dropping the really weird ones in, they're not going to sell well.
1: No, so. not immediately. No, exactly. <laughs> I, I think you'll see those in in some form, you know, as the films kind of develop and, and you know, but they, they'll, they'll tend to focus on their main... I think the films are where it's, you know, you talked about animated, you talked about... Um, you know, there's some good films that we need to discuss obviously, and then it's the films that often let it down a little bit you know, it doesn't yeah. get storylines out as well, possibly as as you say, because a lot of it they don't do the riskier elements of it, and, and when they try and do riskier Alan, Suicide Squad they don't often get it right
0: you know or, the, or they don't have the conviction I mean, it, it came out, didn't it, that David Ayer did a very, very good Version of the film, but the studio didn't have the balls to to release Uh, it as was. Yeah,
1: I still don't know if it would have been that good. I I mean, it it was better, wasn't it? it Same with Batman vs Superman.
0: Both both of them have have had a director's cut, which has been much better received, which has addressed a lot of the the issues with editing and continuity and plot holes and what have you. And I know it it wouldn't have been the difference between you know it being a five or six out of ten and it being Civil War version two. But no. it, it maybe wouldn't have been people. I, um, a friend of mine who's a, who's a big cinema goer, she actually said to me there was parts where she sat there and she's scratching her head, going, "I don't know how you've just gone from that scene to that scene." There was oh, nothing God. in the middle.
1: Uh, yeah, got yeah. We will we'll move on to that. Let's let's talk let's talk how how films should be directed and talk Christopher Nolan yeah. and we probably can talk. Um,
0: Extensive. Early
1: early Batman as well. Um,
0: because. If we do early Batman, which is the the logical place, it's most people's introduction, isn't it, really, to, certainly to Batman on the big screen, if not to Batman in general. I think that was my first exposure to Batman. And I was only, I probably didn't watch it when I was eight.
1: All the TV thing knocking about, but yeah, I probably watched it when I was 10 or 12. I'm thinking,
0: I'm thinking 10 maybe. But that, I mean, that was, that was dark. That was a good portrayal. That was a portrayal that's held up now. He is still Michael Keaton, a lot of people's favourite Batman, and that is well, still a lot of people's favourite. circle he's
1: as well into that kind of genre, which is great, you know. So it's it's nice that he's still you know connected and um, yeah. I mean, Tim Burton's you know I some of Tim Burton's early films are, are wonderful, to be honest. Um, I think. Edward Scissorhands was around that kind of period, and it's kind of when he was at his most exciting and daring and edgy. Beetlejuice. Yeah, it was that early, 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 you know, because he was kind of like no one else, Tim Burton. I mean, he's only directed about 30-odd films in his career, and he's, he's been going a long, long time. Um, and every single though, one of them's got Helena Bonham Carter in pretty much until they got divorced um, in recent times. Um, but so, yeah, he did Batman in, in 80. He did Beetlejuice in 90, 88 and then Batman 89. Scissorhands is 90. Batman that's a, Returns. That's a hell of a thing.
0: fucking three-year period. That. Oh well,
1: no! Exactly. Jesus. Exactly. He was he was on a roll, and then Batman Returns, which I I still love. Batman Returns. I which,
0: let me uh, re- re- refresh. Was me. De
1: Vita, it's Devita. It's yeah. Devita. Was the Penguin, and, and Michelle Pfeiffer thought was a really good Catwoman, and but unfairly um, lambasted that film. Yeah, it, it it's gets better a lot than of people stick. give it credit for. Yeah, I think it's a lot better than people give it credit for. I mean, truth be told, I don't think I've watched it as an adult maybe. So I need to go back and rewatch it and probably I might pick holes in it then. But, you know, as a film, I think what, what Burton did and what Nolan continued to do is they made a perfect Gotham. You know, they made a really dark Gotham that you really need in in cinema. Um, And it's focusing on, it's more focused on the city and what goes on in the city than the characters. Sometimes, you know, it's the city that makes, you know, Gotham to me is, is, it's the iconic venue, you know. Like the, you know, if we talk at Avengers, that's spread out across New York, and then they, you know, Winter Soldier and stuff, they they throw that in different European cities. You don't ever get a real base of of where it's set and what's going on. You, you flip between different areas, and that's fine. But there's something about Gotham that. Is if it's done right is just just crucial in films. So, yeah, that's I think Better uh, yeah. nailed it. Yeah,
0: and that's where Schumacher fucked up, isn't it? Because the first thing he did, he started making it all neon and oh, like God. steampunk inspired. And as soon as you start losing the gothic aspect, it feels more like New York rather than Gotham. Like you, I, I agree exactly what you just said. Gotham is like one of the the seminal locations in film for me. It's like it's dark, it's brooding, it's massively troubled. And the it's there's almost no got one it else like
1: itself, it. you know. It's almost got its own living, breathing kind of undercurrent. You know, you always get a feel when it's done well that the whole city's kind of alive at night. Do you know what I mean? It's it's when everything kinda of comes out. Um, this it obviously takes connotations from from you know, from New York, and um, and the architecture and the style, but it's 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 the way it's done that's just so effective. And I mean, you know, moving. You know, Burton's were great, but I think that the classic trilogy, I think the best trilogy ever made, which is quite a statement. Um, Better than Star it's, 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 Wars. I would possibly argue yes. <laughs> um,
0: I I couldn't decide that that would that would be like me saying to you which is the favorite of you two kids just couldn't even begin but it,
1: it's I, I, won't it I won't put it out there I won't
0: out in case the <a> wife listens
1: <laughs> no in case anyone ever listens um no it's the, the yeah, fact, it, it, it's hard to say I mean, it, it it say. Regarded, I mean it's it? at least one of the top three trilogies ever made I mean the, you it's know it's there
0: was Star Wars and admittedly I've never seen any of the Godfather films but you know, they're,
1: oh, they're, going to call us off the air, man. I've any reason. No, we go won't. I've got bad. more
0: than enough blackmail to keep us going for decades. No, no, it's that's fine. fine. As long fine. as nobody knows that he wears high heels, we'll be fine.
1: Well, <laughs> what else is going to make him above five foot? <laughs> 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 right. There, there we're definitely gone now. So yeah. any kind of, see you later to get in. Let's just get him in now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the Nolan trilogy is a work of art. It's that's the best way to describe it. People, you know, I've I've read a few people's kind of feelings on that. Um, that the Dark Knight's not as good a film as as people say it is, but bullshit. it bloody is. Yeah, exactly. Absolute I mean, I, bullshit. I think what they're trying to imply is that it's very much orientated around the Joker and. And if, he, if he wasn't in it, it wouldn't be as good a film, but surely that's the point, isn't it? I mean, oh, yeah, he is in it, like and he's saying, the crucial element of it, you if, know? If
0: you take Vader out of Star Wars, there's a big, you know, villain-shaped hole there. That's like, that's like going to a steakhouse and complaining that Orsley served <laughs> steak. What, what's the problem yeah. with having a Batman film that centres around one of the greatest depictions of one of the greatest villains ever in cinema?
1: I mean, going back when we first started this, obviously we did the movie night, the excellent Joe Simpson. We discussed, you know, Nolan in length and we discussed, you know, what he brought to the film and, 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 and the character. And his Ledger's performance is like nothing else you've probably seen in cinema for me. I mean, the villains, I, I think in the first one, I, I think it was, it was a great film and I thought it was a really good kind of reintroduction to Batman. Um, what in Batman st- Begins? Yeah, in Batman Begins, I thought it was Because
0: bear really... in mind, a lot of people forget there hadn't been a Batman film since 1997.
1: Well, exactly. I, or there, yeah. hadn't,
0: there hadn't been a good Batman film since 1992. So for argument's sake, you were talking 13 years since the, the last good Batman. And yeah. they, what they did, they didn't just do the origin. They skip over the origin of, yeah, we know his parents died. But they did the bit that nobody else had really done. Though that fifteen-year gap or whatever it is I in between the parents dying and how he comes back to Gotham, how is he so strong? How is he so motivated? And how is he such a good fighter when he was a rich bastard that was brought up, you know, with everything he didn't need? Because you've in never life. had that
1: before. No. you know, they've never they've never got that across before. You've never, I mean, Bale. You know, people aren't always convinced by him. I think Bale's magnificent.
0: I think he was fantastic. The only thing you did wrong across those three films was the voice. voice I know, but they always get the
1: voice wrong. (laughs) I mean, it's Batman's voice is done badly nearly every time. Apart from Ben Affleck's
0: the only one that's taken the sensible approach and gone, well, why doesn't he just have like a digital thing built in the cow?
1: Yeah, well, granted, but... It, but it, if that's the only thing you totally can complain worked, right?
0: about across three films, which must be what, five hours of cinema time or something? Yeah, if the only literally. thing you can say is that his voice sounds stupid, he's done a pretty good job.
1: Oh, it's, you know, he has. It, it, and he was, he was great in it, and the whole cast in it was incredible, to be honest. Gary and, Oldman. And
0: Gary yeah. fucking Oldman's just amazing in all of them.
1: Yeah, he is. He really and, is. And Morgan Freeman has got a minor role and he's excellent in all of them. Yeah. Um, I think Alfred, played by Michael Caine, is just the perfect depiction, to be honest. Um, he's and a, yeah, buster, even he's the a good kind little smaller...
0: ballbuster, isn't he, Michael Caine? He is a he's good like, ball He's buster. like your, your best mate and your butt lab, but you know he'll kick you right up the arse if you need him to.
1: Yeah. I, I think everyone in each of those films is probably perfectly cast. And, and that's the thing with Nolan, and that's what he brings to the table, because... You know, he brings actors with him. I mean, Killian Murphy was a brilliant scarecrow, if you ask me. I think yeah, he's, he's absolutely spot
0: Eyes—he's got crazy, yeah. crazy eyes.
1: He has. He, he was in some film called um, Red Eye or something one time, which is like a you know terrible kind of kind of indie horror crossover film. But you know, again, he just looks menacing as hell in those films, and that's what he's good at. Um, and, and Nolan knows he knows actors that he likes working with and he brings them to the table and tends to stick with them. I mean, Michael Caine's in every single um, Nolan film and, to get a director of Nolan's caliber who does the whole process. So he's your, your Tarantino type or your David Fincher or whoever who will, who will write it properly, um, direct it, produce it, you know, do the whole thing and put that much love and care and attention into it. And it's the attention to detail that really makes it. And there's um, not many, is there? He's not
0: just that he's a filmmaker. He's not oh, just a director or a producer. Out.
1: Yeah. He's he stood out. I mean, He is. He is Elite level director, you know. There's people that go, "Well, Scorsese, this," and a lot of people are living on Scorsese's past, even though he has modernized and produced some good films in recent years. But, but Nolan is up there. I mean, you know, Inception, this trilogy, um, Prestige is an incredible film, and then Interstellar, the, Stella, and then he's done Dunkirk, which is out in a few months and is supposed to be incredible. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's he's probably one of the best directors if not most people's you know favorite director currently directing films so yeah to get him on board the way he did with that cast and to get Bale all the way through and and the villains and even marianne cottyard and and you know and
0: Tom tom
1: hardy and it's just everyone in it i think is perfectly cast um i think the third film is a slight do you know what i think the third film out of context would be great i think what people let it down on is just because how good the dark knight was yeah um, but and you, there's a you, you look of at of elements though. in it you know but
0: but it, was, other than it, it only made a disappointing billion at the box office <laughs> well
1: exactly and and i still watched it in imax and loved it yeah. um oh, it, just, the, the imax experience i think it was a little bit too long yeah and and nolan did imax like no one else you know, without, he, the 3D he was one of the element. few
0: people that really embraced it, didn't he? He didn't just shoot scenes in IMAX. He shot the whole thing. He designed and composed oh. every frame to make sure that when you see Gotham, you see the whole of Gotham side to side with no, you know, no cutting oh, or anything. Just,
1: I loved it. I mean, one of the scenes I remember in IMAX most vividly is probably the Hong Kong scene.
0: Yeah, when he to, that's what I was going to say. Just,
1: in IMAX I was just never seeing anything like that until I saw Inception I think that was probably before Inception but again it's an olden film and it was just incredible in IMAX and he just does IMAX with that kind of deep heavy soundtrack I mean the soundtrack's just incredible in these films you know um, and they the kind of got that kind of Star Wars-esque where the the soundtrack, you know, is running through the entire trilogy and you, you, you get the impression when the pace is up on the soundtrack and you know what's coming with the music. And, yeah, I just thought, I think it's, it like I said, uh, it's hard to argue against it being at least Certainly tied. Certainly one of. <laughs> yeah, one of, exactly, the best trilogies. And I think what's most disappointing is that, you know, they had a really impressive Catwoman and everyone was doubting Anne Hathaway, but I thought she was I really was, in that part. I
0: really thought that she was going to be a really crap selection. It's what? because
1: she hadn't really done a lot of it before. People just think Devil Let's and X Wine's you know, that she's done. But she's got a bit of edge to her. I think she's she, shown well, that. She,
0: she came from that sort of background, didn't she? It yeah. was all softly, softly child stuff. And then she really stepped up, and I'm really disappointed that they didn't capitalise. If I could have done anything, it would have been yeah. to have got some some kind of blackmail, some kind of leverage on Nolan and make him do another trilogy.
1: Well, I, I mean, yeah, everyone would have loved that, but there was nothing wrong with DC going, look, we've got an effective catwoman here who can be directed by somebody else um, and made a film, and then they could have linked it into, you know, they could have done what Marvel did and, and built a, a more organic you know, development of film into, into other areas and other genres, and you know, brought in other characters. And I think that's the disappointing thing is that they had that opportunity and then they kind of let it and, go. And by she the way. would have
0: done it. I'm pretty sure well, she, she I think she said yeah. since that she would, st- I think she would still be open to doing it now, but now it would be more difficult to do because I think now she's yeah. got a family. I think that that shit may have sailed.
1: They've screwed it a bit because it it wouldn't really fit in well in the context of what they're trying to reinvent now. And obviously on doing all the bigger scale stuff. But
0: It would have been handy with them with uh, being suggestions that they're doing a Gotham City Sirens film in the future. Yeah. Because Catwoman would have been a a big part of that. And it's a shame to, to not capitalize on a good performance, isn't it, basically?
1: Yeah, Just and keep, Blake keep as well. Momentum. I mean, you know, I like Joseph Cosman levitt a lot. I think he's a really accomplished actor and I, I liked his role in in, the, in that film and I yeah. thought he could have gone on to do some kind of Robin role, not necessarily take the bat suit. I think that would have not worked for him as an actor, but I still think he would have been an excellent Robin because he's again got that kind of charisma. And, and he's got yeah, the look. Yeah, it, he it,
0: does. It, it, when yeah. you see knock-up images of say, Brie Larson online as um, as Captain Marvel, yeah. it suits, and when you see a mock-up picture of him as either Robin or even more so Nightwing, he just looks like... He had the perfect he, look he, for he, it. He had he the look that. of Dick Grayson. He really had the Grayson look down, yeah, but a little bit edgy a bit less polished.
1: Yeah, it's just disappointing because, again, he's an actor of... Pretty esteemed quality and, and you you got a couple of actors that were quite young and quite fresh and could have done a lot of good things with them and they just basically screwed it by just waiting for Nolan and never realizing that he wasn't ever gonna come back for all the money in Fort Knox really. So, so yeah, it's yeah, it's it, I think that's one of the things that, you know, that covers a a big chunk of the good. There might be other things in and amongst it. Um, well, there's a, there's a couple of noticeable ones that we've actually
0: already talked about. One of them being V for Vendetta, um, yeah. and also Watchmen. One of yeah. one of the most faithfully recreated comic book possibly adaptations of all time. I mean, it is literally a bit too much. I think is what frame the issue for with frame, is, isn't it? it, it yeah, I mean, it's like 300. It is literally as if someone's just taken the book, thrown it at a screen, and somehow it's stuck.
1: Well, and we know which director um, has had his hand in three hundred. Yes, and but you're not Watchmen. going to go
0: on a rant about him yet. That's in the next section.
1: Well, I, I'm not necessarily <laughs> going to rant on him anyway. It's one of those. I think we've done that. Um, I think there's always time his, to rip on that Zach Schneider, though. Yeah, I think I think with Zach, I think it's just a case of he has chance to redeem himself. Still, um, I just worry that he, he's. You know, I know you're looking forward to Justice League, but I think that's a bit make or break for this whole franchise. But I think we we should talk. I think Batman versus Superman crosses a bit of the good and a bit of the bad. So I yeah, think
0: we'll... it, it's the ideal segue, isn't it? Really. For, so for for the next bit, we we've done the good. So obviously, things that are unequivocally brilliant, positive, successful, whatever. The bad. So it's that that tepid bit again in the middle of the things that they're not awful, but they're not brilliant. They're they're flawed, but they've got some positives. Yeah. And and Batman versus Superman very much falls into that. It gave it, us it, yeah. our best, in my opinion, our best Bruce Wayne, because Bruce Wayne is basically Ben Affleck anyway, and Ben Affleck is basically Bruce <sighs> Wayne. It gave us one of our best Batman performances. It it, it there's a big toss up between Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and Michael Keaton, but each one of them is a different type. You know, Michael Keaton was very much the the standoffish type because the suit didn't a- allow him to fight the same way that Christian Bale was able to. Yeah. But Batman is is now by Ben Affleck. He's now ten, fifteen years older or something. He's a bit more grisly. He's he's a bit slower, but he's also he a was lot pardoned, stronger and a, a lot hardened. Yeah, yeah. Good word. And we we said in I think in the preview- his suit
1: and his style of of, of fighting was was slower, but it was experience, you know, and I think it was he, you said didn't think watch that, he didn't, yeah
0: he's relying more on his brain now than his, his speed. he knows he's got to be more considered with every punch that he throws and every step that he takes. but that's natural, isn't it you know that's what happens with footballers you know, and football, I? I assume with like boxers or whatever as your speed goes, you have to compensate in other areas and he, he, he did it well, and it, oh, it, it he did it other, well yeah. it had other good areas as well. Jeremy Irons was good. Wonder Woman's introduction was good. It opened up the door to Justice League by giving us the the underlying story and also the the, the quick glimpses in, into the uh, the new characters. Sorry, I'm being lapped on by my uh, my uh, producer here, the the small furry white one. What are you doing? I think he wants to talk about Batman versus Superman. I think he got all excited because he knew that we were just about to talk about how appallingly bad Jesse Eisenberg was.
1: Uh, do you know what? I, you know, I feel a bit for Jesse Eisenberg because I think he's been dealt probably the shittest hand in cinema in recent years because he shouldn't – I mean, he probably shouldn't have gone for it, but I'm sure his agent said, oh, this would be a good move for you. Um it's he the comic effect, been, isn't it? Yeah, do a he comic film. He shouldn't have been anywhere near that film, though. He should, no. he should Only because, look, I like Heisenberg, um, and a lot of people don't. He's quite divisive. He's quite marmite. I don't but like if him. if you watch The Social Network, have you seen Social Network?
0: Yeah, I didn't really like him in that.
1: No, but that's the point, because he's a dick in that, and I think you're not <laughs> supposed to like Mark Zuckerberg, because he comes across like that. But I thought he played that almost perfectly he does he speaks extremely quickly do you know what i mean and, and when it's a script that means he can talk almost incessantly i mean i i get it because he doesn't come across that well he just does some films that i like a lot so adventureland and zombieland and um social network and he's been in a lot of films that i enjoy but him as an actor i, I get it you know he's he's a bit odd you know, and, and Odds a pretty good
0: way of describing him to be he's honest. just
1: a bit strange, isn't he? You yeah. know, and there are actors like that. Um the villain in the recent oh god, Paul Dano's a bit of a weird actor, and then the guy who's in the recent Spider Man film who's not Jamie Foxx as a villain, obviously Electro or whatever, but it's yeah. the other guy who becomes another oh, The goblin. young guy
0: who becomes the Green Goblin.
1: Again, he's a weird actor, so there's yeah. a bit of a group of them that that kind of on the on the kind of, you know, they rotate around a similar role in different films. Um, and there's always that in acting, you know, there's always that in film, there's always the kind of quirky ones and stuff, but it was just not the right... I mean, look, what made it sickening to me is that there was talk of Brian Cranston. I was like, he would just have been perfect in that role, and I think he would have raised the whole film, to be honest, because he can play bloody evil, do you know what I mean? But intelligent. And he he delivers a script and a, a part like not many other actors in, in cinema at the minute. And you just end up going for fucking Jesse Eisenberg. It was yeah. just it's a ridiculous decision. And then he was given a ridiculous script and he was made to look ridiculous. And it's probably the worst part of the film. And his whole the whole thing with Lex was just baffling, and, and like you said about the director's cut and those elements, it just, without knowing quite what the hell's going on and how he's getting, trying to get power from him or, you know, the whole background with Zod and all the rest of it, it's just a bit strange. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it's, it's a part of the film that doesn't really make sense and that turned a lot of people off, and I can see kind of why. I thought. The scenes with generally, I, I think Amy Adams is is stellar actress. I think to get her on board and keep her on board is is good going because she, she I, I, you know, she's always up for an Oscar nearly every year. It's and, kind and of hard. She, to,
0: she's a good foil for Henry Cavill because he's got a tendency yes. to draw emotion out of scenes because he's a very very wooden actor, and she's, she's
1: completely got the opposite to that.
0: She's yeah. she's almost overly emotive. So his lack of emotion and her abundance of emotion sort of balances out in the middle. But she's a yeah. good Lois Lane as well. She
1: she's a good Lois Lane.
0: She yeah. she seems really unsettled and like she's he's always not
1: a shocking Superman. You know, I know you give him a bit, but we've had he's a good Superman. We've we've had worse. He's a basically. good Superman,
0: but yeah. Superman barely speaks. His problem is. He's the worst Clark Kent because Clark Kent does not have to turn sideways to walk through a normal door because he's so fucking ripped. Nobody's noticed that Clark Kent, this mild-mannered nobody, has got 0% body fat. It's just <laughs> completely unrealistic. No, yeah, nobody notices that he's built, like, a fucking wardrobe. I'm, I'm yeah, just I know, not having
1: ridiculous. it. And I, do you know what? Even the smaller roles, like... um Oh, what's his name? Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, yeah, exactly.
0: I like um, Lawrence Fishburne a lot. He's got one I, of those voices. I
1: like him lot, listen but to But again, he was, he was underutilised or badly used in the film. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He wasn't given much of... He was just a bit brain-dead in that role. He it just wasn't, to
0: tell people off, doesn't he? He tells Clark yeah. off for not writing the story about the football team, then he tells Lois off, then he tells Clark off again, and then yeah. he sends her on a helicopter, and
1: yeah. Just, it, it just wasn't they didn't utilise, look I, when I watched it at the time, I think my expectations were really low because a lot of people had gone really heavy on it and like me. Um, yeah, critics went way, way, way lower than expected do you know what I mean? Because normally they'll give it a pass but they gave it an absolute battering um, and it's just I think the disappointing thing with Batman vs Superman is because of what it could have been and there's a lot of people trying to gloss over the fact that yeah, it's an okay film, and it's got this, this is good about it, which it does, and that's good about it. But they're trying to find positives. You know, if you're watching a Batman film, it should just be, it should be easy, do you know what I mean? It it should be, Batman versus Superman should be monumental in scale. Yeah. And I just don't think they got that across at all well. And I just think they tried to introduce too many elements. I mean, the one thing that actually worked and only because they had no other choice, because they have chosen to do it backwards almost, is those kind of CCTV footages of the Flash and Aquaman and, and the Cyborg and stuff. I actually thought that was quite cool. I thought that was quite quite an interesting way of introducing them. Um, but as you but, say, it's rushed, isn't it? It's because they you know, haven't... It should be the wrong way round, yeah. I mean, We should have this film in ten years' time. Well, probably not ten years, five years. This film should have come out, and I think it should have been perfect. And it should have had... You know, your you Batman you should have had your Ben Affleck's Batman film coming out, and I know that's up in the air a little bit with who's gonna direct it. Um and it and should who's have had, write it. it should have had a flash Yeah, exactly. It should have had a flash, you know. He he's struggling a bit, Ben Affleck though. It's it's a strange one because his it's Live by Night is Bombed. Um, which is just released this year and it's not done well at all. Um, his, his portrayal of Batman is quite well liked, but you know he, he's struggling a bit. He's, and, and then he did the accountant last year that didn't do well. So from his kind of Oscar days, or you know, with Argo in the town and and other things he's been in in recent years, and, and directed, I think I don't know if he's worried about the Batman film and, and getting it wrong. It's a lot of pressure. Do you know what I mean?
0: He he seemed to be. Um anyone that, that hasn't read his statement he was he was attached to obviously star uh direct and he was writing it alongside jeff johns and his statement basically came out and said batman is too important a character to fuck this up so i've got to focus on one thing and at the end of the day i respect him massively for this He's an actor and he's putting the acting first
1: it, well he's normally as well he's normally a guy that's happy to direct himself and you know
0: but I think uh, I think maybe the that. scale and the magnitude of what's ahead of him, especially in light of the criticism of Batman versus well,
1: scale. Scale is the big thing because what Ben Affleck's known for, Argo's got a little bit where you know it's a little bit different Argo, but um, but the other films are all Boston-based. You know, they're all kind of deep, dark, gritty. You know, Boston's not known for being the sunniest of. <laughs> world, you know, and it's it's kind of got that about it, and he, he's he's doing kind of gangster-esque stuff, or or mob-based stuff, or just dark, you know, I don't know, things that are going on, or going wrong in, in life, really, in those kind of areas of the world, but he's not doing something with CGI in it, he's not done anything of of the scale of, of production that's involved in a Batman film, of the action sequences, you know, I think it's it would be hard for him to direct something like that, because... You know, you talk about Marvel and oh, what's his name who directed Jon Favreau, who directed um, Iron, Man. Iron Man, obviously he's gone on to do Jungle Book. He's, he's got a, a massive history with CGI and he's he's really embraced it throughout his career. And I think that's what you need or you need the, the production team behind them. And I just don't think you can trust with DC the way it's been coming and going and stuff, whether they'd have that structure in place, do you know what I mean? To allow yeah. him to direct it because he'd need loads of support because he's just not got a background in it. So yeah, I think that might be a good decision. Um, some of the directors talking about interest me a lot. Um, the one you were referring to um, Guillermo del Toro would yeah. be something else because I love Hellboy and I think, I think he's, he's done some really good dark, films and i think he'd, he's almost tim burton-esque in, in in style at times but a lot so, more
0: modern isn't he he's a yeah, very, yeah, yeah. very modern yeah. director
1: yeah but there's a, there's a there's a touch of burton about him in the sense that he's he's alternative do you know what i mean he doesn't do things oh quite, god yeah but he's, but, he's he's yeah. not mainstream by any stretches no i'm still a bit gutted he, he fell off the hobbit project because i think he would have done a bloody good job of that and it would have been a bit different do you know what i mean it felt quite similar to Lord of the Rings, which no one needed. And I think he would have done an amazing job of that. And he was in to do all that. And then it all kind of fell apart. So, um, and he'd, he'd been in production post pre-production for like 18 months or something. So it, he, he would get involved, I think, but he wants to do Hellboy 3 by all, all accounts. So we'll see if that comes to pass really. We should discuss Hellboy one, one week. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I think, I think those two films are great. So, um, yeah. there's, there's a lot of
0: other films really that, that fall into this category of the in between. Just, just scanning <laughs> back, lot. you've got some of the, the older Superman films were very much, they just wanted Superman films because they didn't really have any other IP out there at the minute. There was a, Superman in seventy eight, Superman two in eighty, Superman three in eighty three, Supergirl in eighty four, Superman four in eighty seven. It's literally just every couple of years, just throw a super they someone were film made out,
1: for, made for straight to DVD, weren't they? Yeah, they, to- they were straight yeah. to,
0: probably even straight yeah. to fucking Betamax. They were that shit.
1: <laughs> but then
0: some of the more modern ones, you've got Constantine with Keanu Reeves. It was all right. Oh, could have been good. It but could have it should good, have but- been so much better. I know, it was a bit shit. Um, um, Superman, Superman Returns was oh, crap. The crap. only, the only good thing about that is that I like Brandon Routh, but he is Yeah, Routh but, but he's a crap
1: Superman. And
0: he's See, he's he, a good he, Clark Kent, but he's a crap yeah, Superman. Yeah, I know.
1: He is a good Clark Kent, but he's a terrible Superman.
0: He's not got um, the build for it and he's not got no. the, he's not believable as anotherworldly figure that's, you know, all powerful and can't be stopped by anything but no. a stupid green rock. Jonah Hex, a really interesting character. Crap film. Crap but film. Could have been promising. Then, of course, Man of Steel, which
1: was—it's—it uh, it falls in bad. Do you it, know what it, I mean? It's uh, viewable, but film.
0: But it's still mildly painful. There's, just, I, I've, it's, I've ah, voiced my grievances about that. Least of all the fact that Superman broke someone's neck.
1: Yeah, let's. Yeah, garbage. we've been. Uh, it's. Let's bullshit. not do it again. I'll
0: just get angry and I'll start punching yes. walls and I'm too close to a very nice TV, and I don't want to hit it. Um, good shot. Then the, the last one, really, for this section, unsurprisingly, is the other big DC film of last year, Suicide Squad. Same, it's same, photo, really. It came in with reasonable, reasonably, you know, good expectations. It was well We done. were
1: really, we were really excited about it. And, and the funny thing is about it, it bloody did well at the box office. It, it made ridiculously a hundred well.
0: million less than batman versus superman but half the budget well it made 750 million
1: marketing budget as well that they don't talk about it can't have been i mean there was a a, quite heavy marketed film which i think we're going to get used to with dc um but it didn't have anywhere near the batman versus superman budget for marketing that was just off the absolute charts so yeah do you know what i haven't i've watched it once um I might revisit it at some point but I've only I, watched it once, but I wanna I'm gonna watch
0: it with Michelle when I can get a, a, a different version of, a, of the, the extended yeah, version.
1: Yeah, the extended I'll watch, it's a bit of a car crash though, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest.
0: I didn't think it was as bad as most people think it was. You're it quite some, some,
1: I, I would say you're quite forgiving of, of things you like.
0: I am, you know? but bearing yeah. in mind Suicide Squad isn't something that I'm overly attached to. No, for. no, no, that's true. Like Harley Quinn is a beloved character. She's fucking brilliant. Oh, Deadshot is one of the best, best man villains. She
1: who, she was done well. I mean, she Margot Robbie to me, I think she was the the most redeemable part of the film. But I think what they did and what they fucked up on is that they they put all their eggs in her basket as such. Do you know what I
0: mean? They were matron,
1: <laughs> but they did, didn't they? They yeah, expected. It, it, we, we he would said bring the, the preview, audience and and the crowd, which they, which they did. I think she did. Her hot pants attracted at least seven hundred million of that nine hundred million dollars that they did or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's probably fair. But we said in the preview, didn't he? We, they were clearly relying very heavily on the star quality of Margot Robbie and Will Smith.
1: But Will Smith like didn't even get a decent part, man. I mean, See, he
0: did. I thought he did. I thought he was good. I thought he he did a really good job of of. Half I think the of problem deadshot, with- the the arrogant side of him, but what they didn't really they didn't really show off the other side of him where he's no, ridiculously principled. I mean, he's he's a mercenary for hire, but he only does exactly what he's supposed to. If there's a room of twenty people, he'll only kill the one guy he's been paid to. He's a man of
1: principle. He's they, not interested they in, tried, in the rest. They tried to get that across, but they did they it quite didn't, badly. They didn't do it well. What it, they they failed to do in that film uh, is they didn't have a decent villain, and they were villains. So that was kind of weird. The Joker was awful. The I, Joker I don't was care just. Two ways about oh my it.
0: god! He should he be shot. He had
1: no, it, just no rights to be in that film in any capacity. No. There was almost no need for him. I think the there only was scene no that made sense was the flashback to why Harley Quinn became Harley Quinn. You well, know, that, that's why that, he was in it. Because he, Yeah, but you, but you, you only needed have. it for that. Do you know what I mean? And, and that would have been it. And actually, if, if that was it, you'd probably think it's passable. But they didn't need Batman either, to be honest. I wouldn't um, have
0: thought it was passable because his whole depiction of the Joker was absolute fucking garbage. The
1: problem is, I but mean,
0: as a plot are we point, going to, have to see that again? I mean, that's the issue. Probably, yeah. <sighs> it, 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 it sounds like he's potentially going to be the villain in, in the Batman, oh, nobody oh, knows.
1: Jesus Christ, you just hope it's not. Only, I, I only pray
0: only... it's not. If he's the villain in the Batman, it's going to fail. I'll, it's going to fail because Jared yeah. Leto's Joker is the worst depiction of Joker. Again,
1: that's the issue. It's not even an actor, you can't blame an actor. Know, it's not it's his the, fault. It's, no, 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 no. it's the direction, isn't it? And then you start the i it. And whichever, and, well, it
0: I'm not it's even, whoever said a word I don't like saying on podcast then it's whichever person decided on the tattoos and the grill and the hair oh. and the fact that he apparently is allergic to shirts and the voice and the laugh literally every single thing about him is crap yeah don't even think that joke has got one redeeming feature no can't think of any
1: uh, no i i can't i don't and and i, I just yeah um, and the other aspect to the film is that it spent so long trying to get you to know these characters that it spent less time actually developing any form of a story. Do you know what I mean? It was just very rushed in the end and nothing really happened. Um,
0: but very much so, but- like Batman versus Superman, it, it's, it's a gateway film, isn't it? It's a gateway to a Harley Quinn solo film. She's more than likely going to be in the... Yeah, um, Gotham City Sirens project, which David Ayer is attached, apparently. Mm. So, so he's not been so scared off by it.
1: Well, um, I mean, like it's, it's, this it's, is it's by far the biggest grossing film he'll ever ever produce it, unless he does another one that's bigger of this type. Because I mean, he's done indie films, he's done small, low budget, quite good films as well, actually, which is why I was expecting big things. But I just hope DC give their directors a bit of license. I hope they give Zack less license to do what he wants but i hope they give the other ones a bit more freedom i yeah. mean we talked about wonder woman in the preview a couple of weeks ago and interesting who they've got on board for that i mean the guy that's doing um attached to the i think it's to the flash is it or no oh god it was to Thor Ragnarok actually was someone mental um, that really came out of the blue so but they'll probably make it work because it's Marvel uh, but DC do have a habit of getting these good directors on board and basically not letting them do what they want to do so it's it's a bit of a worry um, are we done with the bad? I think we can th- hit the ugly
0: I think yeah in that case we may as well uh, move on to the ugly of which there's no surprise that the ugliest thing that DC of have- Probably done is going to be Green Lantern, shock horror. The Green it's... Lantern fanboy among us, i.e., me, was. I haven't
1: actually wounded. seen it all the way through. You know, <laughs> I have seen it. Well, yeah, but why would I? It was terrific. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen. Okay, I'm going to give it
0: three positives. Ryan Reynolds is hilarious. Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds on screen, it can only be a good thing because they're brilliant together and it had Wog in it. Wog is one of the funniest Green Lantern characters ever. <laughs> He's the big, massive pink fucker that trains everyone, calls everyone yes. Poozer. Other than that, it was just diabolical, and one of the darkest days of my life was actually being so excited to go and watch that. My favourite character's finally in his own film, and it was shit. It was like being uh, punched I- in the face for two hours.
1: I really felt for you because I I know how much I know how much you you kind of love Green Lantern and you hope for more than I mean, half of my life. It's it's just it's all kinds of wrong. I mean it's all kinds of wrong as a film, and I think they. I mean, look, having read about it and read what I went on with the director and, and I can't remember who his first choice was, but it wasn't Reynolds. Let's put it that way. He
0: wanted
1: wanted nothing to do with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, why isn't Um, it? Was it not Ryan Gosling? No, it wasn't Gosling. No, it wasn't Gosling. Um, I will have a look, but it was someone that surprised me a little bit, but he was desperate, desperate. Oh, it was Jack Black. No, f- it, no, it was no. In
0: 2004, there was a script written by um, Robert Smigel, which was set to star Jack Black in the lead role, but it was supposed to be a oh, comedy
1: film. God, that would have been awful. Um, that would have been terrible, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's it's just.
0: I mean, it's, the, the it's, Green Lantern idea docking, has been floating around since up. 1997, and and the first person at the approach was actually Kevin Smith just after he'd finished writing Superman Lives, the much-talked-about Nicolas Cage Superman film that was never made, thank God. Although Green Lantern would have been then only the second-worst superhero film ever made because that thing was an absolute train wreck from start to finish, that Superman Lives project. If you've never read about it, just go online and search Kevin Smith Superman Lives and read about how a studio basically turned an alright idea into just... It was like a train wreck that then caught fire, that then sank to the bottom of the ocean and then caught fire again somehow. It was that bad. It was apocalyptically shit.
1: Was it worse than Batman and versus Batman and Robin?
0: Oh, God, yeah, it really was. It would have been. It would have made Batman and Robin look like fucking Civil War. <laughs> it, it really, really would. Oh, there was all kinds of shit in it.
1: Yeah, I think with, it's Batman Forever Mr Freeze because that's pretty up there as well. Yes. So Batman and Robin and Batman Forever are both awful films as well. I mean, so I, favorite I, I often words? say... Hashtag I, I often, oh yeah, that's the only redeeming feature. Um, yeah. George Clooney is just the worst choice for Batman. He's it's like
0: 40% chin. You can't have a Batman that's just a giant... Do f- you remember the crimson chin? <laughs> that's what he was like, buddy. It was like the black-slash-silver-slash-grey chin.
1: It's just one it's giant chin. It. Yeah. yeah. No, Wouldn't it be hard for Mr.
0: Freeze to fucking hit him, would he? Just aim for the chin. <laughs> for
1: the chin. <team. laughs> um, it's just... To, to be honest, you know, Marvel have made some films that uh, I mean, Fantastic Four is is shocking twice, um, but it's it's done by different studios, isn't it? It's 20th yeah. Century it's Fox or whatever, so it's not kind of the same affiliation. Um, there's been a few kind of bad X Men origin films and and various bits and pieces, but I, I think. You, you know, you're looking at the the produced world of of cinema in in this context, and I think they they win they win the ugly hands down. Oh god, yes! Yeah. And that we haven't even mentioned
0: just having a look back through some of the other films. It, you, you've got a couple of shit Superman films in there. Yeah, um, you've then got Steel, the one with Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs>
1: that sounds amazing. Which
0: is it, it's a brilliant idea for a character. He, he, he was first introduced in in the Death of Superman. He's, a weapons... he's got a
1: bit of Luke Cage about him.
0: A bit, yeah. He, he's, he's a normal African-American. He's a weapons engineer, weapons manufacturer. Um, and when Superman dies, he decides that someone's got to step up. You know, the world needs a Superman. But he never claims to be Superman. He's just a guy trying to help out. And he builds himself this suit out of steel. And he carries this gigantic um, two-handed mallet that he uses. And he, he, he's a good character. He's still around now. He's in the um, the Superwoman comic that's part of the uh, the Rebirth line, and he's been he's been around now for probably a good pushing twenty years.
1: But he's a bit part, you know. He's, he, he's a supporting yeah.
0: player, and it was Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> I mean, the guy's a seven like,
1: foot two. Sounds like DC meets Space Jam. You know, it sounds. It was awful. worse than
0: Space Jam. At least Space Jam had Bugs Bunny in it.
1: Space Jam is if Guy ever listens to this, Space Jam is one of Guy Drinkle's favourite films. Um I don't know why. Um I, I don't know if he was hit on his head as a child uh, or something. Maybe he's never ever watched it drunk or like yeah, he drinks. Well, maybe. Special. Yeah, maybe. He probably he probably has like a box set of like uh, and Core Runnings is quite a good film, but he's probably got like Core Running's Space Jam. What a kind of like happy Gilmore, like alternatively bad sporting films. I won't
0: hear a goddamn bad thing said about cool Runnings. You can shut
1: well, your whole mouth. I know. It's just, it's a bit sappy, but it's, 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 you know, it's a classic, but you know, anyway, that's Sky Drinkle. We've talked to a few people on this pod, not, not, not too many. There's a few, few others. It's I, I would have been charge. nice to, would have been nice to throw out a few you know, ideas to the, the listeners on, on this one and see what they recommended as bad films, but we might do a little bit of a poll of the worst yeah. DC film ever produced. There's and also the as well. yeah.
0: another one I, I very often forget about, Catwoman.
1: Oh, Halle Berry.
0: Yeah, which actually oh, lost atrocious. money. It, it, oh, it my God, it lost even... money. Wow, I've just oh, had a look. The, the Steel film. Cost $16 million to make. Go on, made a million. $1.7 Oh,
1: that's classic. That
0: is the textbook definition. $1.7 million.
1: Oh, that is appalling. my
0: God. Um, Catwoman was $100 million and it made eighty two. So oh, 20, 20 million. So, still $20 in the round. $1 million
1: pounds or dollars. What and, a and waste And bear in mind, made.
0: this is Halle Berry. This was, like, right in the middle. Peak, Peak of, Halle, of Halle Berry. A big yeah. spell for Halle Berry.
1: Come and, off winning an Oscar and doing various things about that time. I'm just going to
0: have a look yeah. what what else she was doing around that time. She'd done X-Men in 2000, Swordfish, Monsters He's, Ball,
1: oh, Die Another so. Day, yeah, she, X2,
0: yeah. Gothica, then Catwoman. Then Gothica she did an, another well. X-Men film. So she was in a reasonable, you know, a, a good run of, of, of form. And then all of a sudden...
1: Is she one of the only ones to have crossed over from, from Marvel to DC? Daniel? doing the old. Um, yeah. Probably could trivia question that. There's um, not
0: many. I'm going to research that now just in case you ever decide to throw that at me in the future.
1: I'll throw it at someone else because no one ever listens to these pods anyway. This, this is true. It's um, only me. Especially yeah. this time. It's like the graveyard. You know, once you get past 45 minutes, I reckon we lose most of our listenership. So we could probably say anything and no one would be listening right now. Just but, don't
0: say yeah. anything really controversial or offensive. No, cause I won't. We're not allowed to get political.
1: Uh, no, let's,
0: the, the AI let's not. legal department won't let us. No, we'll
1: uh, be we we banned to... from entering the US ever again. And I yeah. don't, don't want to go. I'm going like this. Year, I don't so think I'm allowed anyway. Been... I, I, no.
0: I think I've said too much shit on my Twitter in the last couple of weeks about Trump. I think if I ever tried to set, I'm amazed. Up I'm amazed, Dave shot.
1: Hendrick's still allowed in Canada, but I guess it's still safe zone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um so, yeah look at scrolling back through the list i mean they're they're the real sort of yeah these lights. are all the
1: standouts and, and the low lights obviously but i mean th- there's a lot of good things in and around dc and i mean we we haven't talked games because we haven't got the time um just to kind of put it out there we are going to do a batman month um at some point this year um we're going to do a crossover with the one-up podcast with guy and then and with joe simpson on on the movie. Movie night and get a few of our contributors involved, and, and love to get Joey and, and Kay and, and just other people involved. Like kind of a big, big month of of podcasting, really, and, and talk all things film and and you know Batman basically. Which is yeah, I couldn't think of anything better. Um, Pretty good thing, way to spend in which, the evening. Which comes into the good, um, I would hope is the latest Batman. Lego film, which is apparently incredible. and It's, it's been, it at
0: the moment. Everyone's... There's been
1: suggestions that they should just scrap any future Batman real life things and just do them out of Lego, which would suit everyone, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it'll be great, and I can't wait to see it with my little boy. So I, I think we've got to hope... You know, of all the things we said negative, there's a lot of positives in there. I think there's still hope for the future for DC in, in film. Um, the the, the, the big hope at the Dick minute v, but, yeah. is
0: certainly Aquaman. Aquaman's there, there was a really it good could piece be with, with Jason Momoa the other day. They, 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 they've been planning this for five years because I think he was on one of the late-night American shows. It was either Jimmy Kimmel or um, someone like that, and he said so. Yeah. How long have you been attached to this? And he said it was about five years that he wasn't that supposed to be telling anyone. So, no, th- that
1: usually helps.
0: So, if, if we, we've, we've praised him in the Marvel in the past for, you know, Cumberbatch, you know, they were willing to wait. They've obviously had this in mind for a while. So, while we do criticize DC for being very, very <laughs> short sighted, they've clearly had some aspects of this. But what I would suspect is five years ago was round about the time that Green Lantern was was done. So yeah, Green Lantern yeah. and then an Aquaman film, they were clearly, you know, Green Lantern presumably was supposed to be the first step towards a Justice yeah, League film they and just,
1: it yeah, just they got
0: rebooted. And
1: well, they just did died. it so badly. They did it so badly and, and the the whole it was a mess, that film. And, and, you know, you've got to think there's a lot of money attached to these films and if it all goes wrong then, yeah, it's hard to then reinvest it. It's hard to twist a, di- you know, a, a board of directors arms and go, oh, you know what's going to work, Aquaman and they go, no, fuck off, you just wasted a 200 million dollars or whatever on this shit, we're not going to do that again so, it's yeah it's all about getting the right timing um, you know the right actors, I'm desperately concerned about Ezra Miller as, as The Flash, but we've just got to see how it goes um, I, I'm concerned about that as a project, because if you think logically You've Mass got a, you've got a
0: vision. You've got a script. You've got a director. The director then gets replaced. The script is then looked at by the second director. He's going to change bits, isn't he? But then it yeah. happens again. So you're now on your third script and your Ugh. third director. It's now starting to become a bit of a Frankenstein monster.
1: Yeah, well, it's going to become the Green Lantern, is the fear, I would imagine, because I mean, that had one director all the way through, but it sounds like he had no interest in bloody directing the thing anyway.
0: Well, yeah, based uh, on what Ryan Reynolds has said, it sounds like the guy just had no fucking clue. Well, what they hated each it.
1: other, and it doesn't work, you know. The only good thing to come out of that is, is Reynolds and Lively got together, so I mean, yeah, it, it's a mess of a project, and you don't need that because. I don't think Marvel would would never allow it. That's the difference. you know what I mean? There's too much structure in place there. Um, And, and, you know, I feared for Ant-Man after Edgar Wright fell off the project after being involved in pre-production for seven years or something insane um, and wrote all the scripts and was ready to direct it. I still would have loved to seen an Edgar Wright Ant-Man film. Don't get me wrong, but they picked it up and they, you know, dusted themselves off and they got on with it and they made a bloody good film. So, it, it can be done, but if you've had all this messing around and, and DC haven't been, you know Warner Brothers haven't actually been doing overly well with actually, you know performances are good because they market the shit out of them, but they're not producing films that anyone loves. Do you know what I mean? I would not say anyone loved Batman vs Superman or Suicide Squad. Um, we've got high hopes of Wonder Woman and Justice League could be incredible if they get it right. I don't think we're Zack Snyder on board. I'm still a bit concerned, but. There's still, there's still scope and potential, and, and we just want to see that these, you know, animated and comics is all good for me and Lego, I guess, you know, I'll keep nailing those, mate, so we, we can't complain too much. Yeah.
0: Well, my, my major thing is I'm a happy boy because I get my uh, my comics, and I, I've yeah. got all sorts coming in. I've got Batman, Superman, two Green Lanterns. Technically, I've got two Batman. We two haven't
1: taught Supermans. TV as well. I mean, you know, the TV's been a massive success.
0: Flash, killing um, it. Arrow. Killed it, then got shit, now is killing it again. Legends it's, of Tomorrow it's
1: still like shit. W- too kind.
0: was shit and is now absolutely destroying it. Legends of Tomorrow has actually been getting some of the better ratings out of all of them. Supergirl's been brilliant since day one. I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> you're
1: recommend so. You're so. You're too kind to these things. Trust man. me. Have you watched any of Supergirl? I I watched an episode. Yeah, I will watch one. one of. It's, I know, but you are too generous. It's a bit cheesy. You're
0: a bit cheesy, but you know, you're all right ish. Yeah, but That's you are too.
1: I, I, the, the, yeah, you've been too defensive. Um, but
0: I am defensive. You're insulting my children.
1: Yeah, not your children. Your child is a is a furry dog. Um, He's actually sat on the floor. Too many heard pictures that. of well, you know, um, you took too many pictures of every day. Uh, <laughs> um, look, there's loads we could talk about. We could be here for ages, uh, as always, and we should um, be. We. We'll come back to doing... I don't know, we need to do something a little bit different because we're not at the end of any of the things we're watching at the minute, so we won't come back to the end of those yet. Um, Walking Dead is coming out soon. and Obviously, The Flash and Arrow are ongoing. Gotham's ongoing at the minute. Um, Film, the big film up next is is Guardians of the Galaxy 2, isn't it? No, it's Logan. Oh, Logan. Logan's out in March. Oh, we might preview Logan. Um, Yes, we will be... If if you're and, not, i I'll, I'll sit here on my own and bloody do it. Nice. It looks amazing. And then yeah, we were gonna gonna revisit from the older films, so we might look at um, Hellboy, like we talked about, and, and maybe look at Blade because we've got an interested party, certainly interested in, in doing those films. So yeah, there's, there's plenty more to come from us in, in soon weeks. And if people hassle Stu, then he might finish the Green Lantern article he's been working on for about a month
0: yeah don't don't hassle me because it's really really difficult i've i've written it's it and actual, scrapped actual, it about three actual. times now it's like the flash script but i'm i'm doing the humane thing rather than just keep patching it i've completely got rid of it and i'm starting again Have you
1: really done that wow yeah. I, I, I've,
0: I've been back to it a couple of times and then i've just gone you know what and i've deleted the whole thing and i'm just going to start again
1: shit wow okay well I'll i'll wait to read that so yeah thanks for joining us um if you disagree with us, then tough shit. Send all of your responses to at gags <laughs> um, If you agree with us, then follow us on at ai comic pod. Um, and yeah, it's nice to keep getting this interaction, and it's nice to be going again this year. And yeah, keep keep listening. We appreciate all the, the feedback and the and the retweets. And yeah, I think that's that's it from us. Yeah, um, we'll be back in a
0: couple of weeks. Take it easy.